are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. We are talking about some more rookies. We can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Lots <laughs> of fun stuff to get into. But today we've got a mock draft courtesy of the entire Locked On Dynasty crew. Marcus, how's it going? It's going well, Kate. I'm I'm really excited to talk about this because I was telling you pre-show, I actually have a a, a real rookie draft that starts today. So I'm um, I'm excited to get into this, and maybe you'll help me uh, with my pick here at 111. Whew, that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I will try I will try my very best to deliver. But we did get to participate in this with Ryan and Matt. We had a good time there. Uh, two rounds and uh, some interesting interesting names. I I ended the draft on a really fun note. So I hope all of our listeners <laughs> will tune in to see how I ended this mock draft. I had the 101. Should we just dive in? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, with the 101, I picked Justin Fields. Which was um, a little bit surprising, but not all that surprising for longtime Locked On Dynasty listeners, correct? Correct. Uh, love, love, love Justin Fields. I do think that uh, the Bears, they finally made a really good move uh, in trading up for Justin Fields. I just think he has all of the 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 abilities, the athleticism, the speed that is going to make him a very good fantasy quarterback. Do I think uh, Trevor Lawrence might have the the edge in terms of NFL career? Yes. But sometimes you want that the fantasy boost. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence also very mobile, but I just don't think we've seen Justin Fields ceiling yet. And obviously we haven't with Trevor Lawrence, but um, I, I just expect Lawrence to develop more of his passer while Justin Fields, I think, could have um, just the the edge in terms of using his legs and fantasy value. So for Fields to justify the number one pick here, he's going to have to be dynamic with his legs and his arm. And I don't worry about the the rushing part of it at all because, what, okay, do we think he could average at the very least 30 rushing yards a game? Like that seems Easily. pretty, yeah, pretty realistic. It's Does he have the weapons in the passing game to average, let's say, 220 yards passing a game or even 200 yards? This year, it's Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney and a washed-up Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet. How confident are you in the Bears putting the necessary pieces around him to be successful? I think I'm about as confident as I am when I'm looking at you know the Jacksonville Jaguars depth chart. They're not um, the Jaguars haven't necessarily knocked it out of the park uh, in terms of of weaponry around. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, you have Travis Etienne drafted in the first round. But let's look at the wide receiver core. DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, LaVisca yeah, Chanel. Yeah, fair. I yeah. think Allen Robinson has the edge over all of these receivers. I think Darnell Mooney is very capable. Um, and we're not even discussing Anthony Miller. I think the presumption has been that he's uh, possibly going to be traded or, or he's going to move on from the team. But yeah. I think in terms of, you know, what they have right now, I would actually, I'd, I'd give uh, the, the Bears the edge. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I think you're, it's more of an upside pick. I think Trevor Lawrence is a little safer, Kate. But I mean, hey, listen, I, I I don't necessarily disagree. I, I, I think it's a bold pick and it would not be surprising at all if it paid out for you. 
Love it. At 102, Ryan took, of course, Trevor Lawrence. Marcus, you were up at 103. Tell us about your your pick because you expect you, you express some regret with this <laughs> not necessarily regret kate because whenever you pick kyle pitts at 103 in a tight end premium league you're, you're not going to be all that upset it's just i came down the, to the decision of trey lance and kyle pitts and the more and more i think about trey lance the more i'm wondering if he shouldn't be the 101 in rookie drafts because Ooh. he landed in the most well again and super flex tight end premium ones, right? Uh, he landed in the most ideal situation with Kyle Shanahan. You want to talk about weapons, right? George Kittle, Brandon IU, Debo Samuel, and, and that rushing attack. So he's always going to be surrounded by weapons. Uh, we know that that quarterback can produce some pretty big numbers. And, you know, we've seen with Kyle Shanahan, you know, he's got Matt Ryan to play at an MVP level. Jimmy Garoppolo was very useful for us in fantasy. Uh, it was that in the 2019 season. So I'm just starting to. And he's to not li- the nearly the athlete the Trey Lance is right. And that's is now I, I, or can correct. be. It's just I'm starting to see the the potential upside of, of Trey Lance. It's just how do you weigh that, Kate? At 103, 104, would you rather have Kyle Pitts, who we're all projecting to be a top five dynasty tight end right away? or a quarterback like Trey Lance that has just an enormous ceiling. At this point, I go, I I take a look at team need. If you're in need of the quarterback position, I lean quarterback. If you don't have the tight end position shored up, you don't have a Kittle, you don't have a Kelsey, then that's where I lean Pitts. You're probably right, but that's such a cop-out answer. (laughs) It is a cop-out answer, but it's it's true because I think – uh, especially in tight end premium and super flex, both of these guys have that uh, positional advantage. Like it, it makes sense to draft them over the wide receivers. Like I, I think that's how you have to look at that situation because I think both of them have tremendous upside. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think Kyle Pitts, uh, everybody calls him the unicorn. I think he is more unicornarian than Trey Lance. <laughs> So here's what it ultimately came down to. That's me a real one. adjective, by the yeah, way. Unicornian. Um, <laughs> I I just want to own Kyle Pitts in my dynasty leagues, right? Like he's just so much fun, and we see prospects like Trey Lance come around, you know, fairly often. Guys that are going yes. to really good situations. We don't see tight ends go inside the top five of the actual NFL draft. We don't see literally six ever. Yeah, literally ever. So I think it's just a unique player and. Well, I think there's a chance that Lance could end up as a top five quarterback by the 2022 season. There's a chance that Kyle Pitts just might be the best tight end prospect we've ever, ever seen. So that's why I leaned uh, Pitts. I love it. And Matt was not too far behind you at the 104, taking Trey Lance. I was up at the 105. I took Najee Harris, I think, at this point in Superflex tight end premium drafts. This is like the default pick. I genuinely believe Najee Harris has a chance to finish as an RB1 right out of the gate. He's going to be a touch monster, capable receiver. Um, I Is there any question in your mind that Najee Harris would have been the pick here? Or would you would have looked to uh, one of the wide receivers or even Zach Wilson? Yeah, this is one I'm really struggling with, Kate, as well. Because I, I think in a lot of rookie drafts, we're seeing Jamar Chase go as the 101, you know, in non-super flex leagues. Um, I don't know. I, I, 
again, it's really tough for me because the, the Najee Harris is 23, 23 years old. He's going behind a team without a very good offensive line. I'm just a little worried that he's going to be the next Joe Mixon, which is fine for fantasy. But if no. you're drafting that guy over Jamar Chase, that's where I get a little nervous. And I, I, I purposely said Joe Mixon just to upset you. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Well, Marcus, you were right behind or sorry, uh, Ryan was right behind me and he did take Jamar Chase. One A, one B. I think if you're again, maybe it's about team need. Um, I think that Najee has maybe a better chance to be a day one day one stud. Jamar Chase, I think, has, you know, equal upside this season. He's, uh, you know, a, a big enough receiver that I think he could be an immediate threat for the end zone, mm-hmm. especially with the rapport. Um, but Marcus, uh, you were up next at the 107. Tell us about your pick. Uh, yeah, it's another one where I had a lot of second thoughts. It's Zach Wilson at 107. I just thought after missing out on some of those quarterbacks early, Wilson is a pretty good value here after the top six picks. Um, I don't love the situation, but it's it's getting better, right? We've seen that offensive line improve. Makai Becton and Elijah Vera Tucker in front of uh, Zach Wilson should help. They also grabbed Elijah Moore, one of my favorite players in the draft as a slot receiver. So while their wide receiver core isn't overly dynamic, it's certainly better than anything Sam Darnold had. And I do think Wilson is going to be in a situation where he has to throw a ton. And he's athletic enough to, to scramble a couple times a game and give us, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 rushing yards a week. Uh, I feel like he's a fairly safe pick here. All right. All right. I, I don't hate it. I will say he's probably the, the one prospect at this point where I'm just not a hundred percent sold on just the situation, et cetera. But talk about a prospect that really nobody is sold mm. on uh, at the one Oh eight. Matt takes Mac Jones led the league in yards on deep passes last season in the NCAA. What is what is it about Mac Jones? Um, I, what don't people like? Is it just the lack of mobility? Yeah, and I just don't think he's all that dynamic. He doesn't have a big arm. It's it, He doesn't have the velocity to cut through the wind. Uh, I'll be honest. I think Matt reached a little bit here, especially with the, the running back, a couple running backs still on the board, a really talented receiver. I just think the ceiling is so low in that New England offense. Um, that I think you could have waited a little bit, but it's you know it's just a value of quarterbacks in super flex leagues. If you can have even a guy that's just average, it's valuable. But it it seems like a bit of a reach to me. All right, I was up next. I went with Javante Williams, running back for the Denver Broncos. Don't expect this to be a, a knock out of the park pick at this point, or a knock out of the park. Uh, Like as soon as he hits the field, I think that we're still going to see some involvement from Melvin Gordon. But once Gordon is out of the door in the 2022 season, I think Javante Williams to the moon, Uh, that entire offense, they've got really great weapons. Nonetheless, if they're talking about throwing Aaron Rodgers into the mix, imagine Aaron Rodgers with Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, like that. Whoo. My Lord, that could be a lot of scoring positions for Javante Williams. Yeah, and I actually think this is a steal for you at this spot because at 109, you're getting a guy, if you just have a little bit of patience, could potentially be a low-end RB1, high-end RB2. That offense should be really good once they figure out the quarterback situation. We saw Melvin Gordon last year. I kind of think washed up Melvin Gordon 
be highly valuable for fantasy and for dynasty. So I think Javante is way more explosive. Uh, I think he's a more natural receiver out of the backfield. Uh, I think if you can get him in your super flex leagues anytime after the 107, uh, you're stealing. Absolutely. At the 110, Ryan took Travis Etienne, who I will admit I was on the fence in terms of Javante Williams versus Travis Etienne. I just think the PPR upside is so high. I, I, we reviewed the depth, the depth chart for receivers, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, LaVisca. But I mean, really, I feel like it's, it's Travis Etienne at this point, uh, could be just, you know, he could easily, uh, rank second in the team in, in targets because he's got that built in rapport with Trevor Lawrence. He's just such a natural receiver. Um, just depending on how, how early he really assumes that role, Let's take a quick break, and then when we get back, we will continue in with your next pick, Marcus. Hey, Locked on Dynasty fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels, increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenix Thermo, their most powerful fat killer ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome back into the Locked on Dynasty Football Podcast. We are doing a rookie mock draft today with the entire Locked on Dynasty crew. We have reviewed picks one through 10 in the first round. Marcus, you're up with a 111. What do you got? Yeah, at this point, the top three running backs are off the board. And I think I think there's a pretty significant gap in value. All of the top quarterbacks are off the board. So I think you just have to look to receivers. And I think Devontae Smith is the, the right way to go here. I, I don't necessarily love Devontae as a prospect, but he's got top 10 draft capital. Uh, he's going to an offense that really needs, you know, a dynamic number one receiver. So I think he's just going to get absolutely fed targets. I'm curious, Kate, where do you think Devontae slots right now in like redraft leagues or, or, you know, startup leagues? Because I'm seeing him now, you know, go as in some leagues, he's like wide receiver 23, wide receiver 25. Uh, at DLF, he's wide receiver 30 ahead of guys like Debo Samuel and Adam Thielen and Tyler Lockett. Do you agree with that? Ugh, I'm I'm going to be honest. I have a really hard time with Devontae Smith, and I haven't been able to come up with uh, a good way to solidify my feelings there. Uh, even even just weighing him versus Jalen Waddle, and which situation yeah. there I like. It's it's been a difficult difficult couple of weeks for me there. Um, but I, I do think he's going to have all of the opportunity in the world. They didn't just uh, you know after after the Eagles already traded back they moved back up for this guy they clearly like him he's got all of the the talent it's really just the question of size I don't think we'd be having this conversation if he wasn't a bit small but he's always broken all the records I think he's got a very high ceiling and I think if you if you need a ceiling play at that point in your draft and you're trying to weigh him over 
a guy like Debo Samuel, yes, I think Devonta Smith easily has the higher ceiling. He's just going to get so many targets there early on in his career, right? Because who else is going to take him away from him? There is nobody. Dallas yeah. Goddard. <laughs> and and Jalen Rager every once in a while, but Rager's going to be a complimentary receiver. I, you're going to see multiple games this year, Kate, where Devontae Smith has 12 or more targets. Like you, You're going to see just some massive volume games. I don't don't hate it. I like that for some immediate production. Um, now, right after Devonta Smith, like I said, Jalen Waddle, uh, th- the two are like one A and one B for me right now. But Matt clearly agrees. He went with Jalen Waddle at the one twelve. I am up at the two oh one. I take Rashad Bateman. Uh, I think this is a pretty easy pick for me at this point in the draft. I think he's the last you know wide receiver that I'm looking at that I think could be a legit number one. Uh, came in a little bit smaller than he had necessarily measured in at uh, in Minnesota, but, I mean, we saw what he was able to accomplish in his 2019 season. He has, I think, the perfect blend of uh, proper analytics that we should like, along with uh, just the tape that he put out in 2019. He did look like a true wide receiver one, mm-hmm. and he should command targets right out of the gate for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we're also hearing some rumblings that the Ravens have expanded their passing game this offseason and that they want to be closer to like a 60-40 pass-run split. I'll believe it when I see it, but if we even see, Kate, five, six more passes a game, that that's going to have big values to those outside receivers. And I don't think it's crazy to say that Bateman's the most talented of all the Ravens receivers. So I think at 202, that's a, that's a good spot to take that risk. Absolutely. Uh, Ryan up next took Elijah Moore uh, slot receiver for the Jets. Love, love, love love Elijah Moore. Wasn't psyched about the fit, but I do think that he's just one of these players that uh, he might be the kind of difference maker that a a guy like Zach Wilson needs to grow best hands in the class easily. Marcus, you're back up at 203. Yeah, so, I mean, of course, you guys know I have to take Trey Sermon in in any kind of draft. And I think this is where I feel really comfortable doing it. At 203, uh, again, we're outside of the top quarterbacks. Top five quarterbacks are gone. Kyle Pitts is gone. A lot of the top receivers are gone. This is where I'll gamble on Trey Sermon. And I know there's... Uh, the, the Shanahan part of this is great, at, you know, at one end and then terrible at the other end, considering all of the, <laughs> all the Shana- or shenanigans that he pulls. Um, Kate, have you, have you seen his startup ADP lately? Have you, have you checked it out? Trey Sermon? Yeah. No. Oh, we're talking about fifth round. He is going in startups now. Stop that. Yeah. Uh, our, our good friend Ryan <laughs> just tweeted out yesterday. He has an oh ADP in the fifth round of startups. So. Um, this I do might think be that's interesting, uh, especially I think uh, when we're looking at who else in that offense might take over, I think it's clear that, you know, Raheem Mostert isn't going to be the thing. But uh, Elijah Mitchell, I think, is a really interesting second running back pick for them. And I, I, that's oh, that's early. That's early for me. And I'm not I'm not ready to accept that. I mean, I'm looking at some trades that are going on right now for Trey Sermon, and I saw a trade where he got moved for Deontay Johnson straight up, one where he got traded for Chase Claypool straight up, one for Mike Evans straight up. So there are a lot of people that are excited about Trey Sermon. And again, if you're getting him 
outside of the first round in a draft like this, the best thing might be to do is just flip him right now because his value is through the roof. Oh, right after this player, uh, 204, Matt takes Michael Carter. We've just got lots of Jets going here in this draft. But Michael Carter, I am I was shocked to see him draft, uh, drop as far as he did in the draft. But, I mean, this is a guy that day one comes in and he's got a pretty secure role as the RB1. Um, and to get a guy that does have just that natural role carved out for him at the 204, I think that's a pretty good steal. Uh, I agree. I think that's a good spot for him. You're hoping for like a Giovanni Bernard type of career. And I think for the Jets that really lack running back talent, it's a good spot. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, we will recap the final picks of our 2021 rookie mock draft. We'll be right back. Wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit all you have to do is use the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com it's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking rookie mock giraffes, and I'm on the clock at the 205. I'm going with Kadarius Tony. I think this is mm. a really really uh interesting spot i think ceiling super high not loving the situation that he was drafted into but i do think that i mean this is at the 205 this is a bet on the talent and athleticism we saw him absolutely crush 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 his pro day and unfortunately he got much overshadowed just by the fact that uh he was standing next to kyle pitts like that's a bummer yeah (laughs) that's a bummer for you to have that on your pro day but um, six foot, 193, not like the biggest guy, but uh, 99th percentile for his broad jump, uh, 90th percentile for his vertical, uh, ran a 4-4-1. He's a very athletic monster. And when you consider his transition from just a quarterback, and I mean, he wasn't even listed at under a position for his first couple of years at Florida, which is crazy. They mm-hmm. just listed him as athlete because that's what he is. He's such an athlete. 
but I think he's made a very, uh, you know, admirable transition to the wide receiver position. Um, he reads the field. I feel like a, a natural runner. Uh, he was a dual threat quarterback and he, after the catch, he reads the field as if he's a, a dual threat quarterback. It's really, really fun to watch. Can I, can I argue it against him real quick? Just really sure. quickly. Jason Garrett. That's, that's really all I need to say is do you, do you trust Jason Garrett to utilize this type of player? So what I'm betting on here is that uh, Kadarius Tony is going to outlast Jason Garrett. <laughs> well, listen, um, coming from a Cowboy fan, I thought a lot of people were going to outlast Jason Garrett. That did not happen, <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't say that quite yet. <laughs> I'm I wouldn't I wouldn't bet my life on it, but uh, Kadarius Tony. I mean, this is just a bet on the athlete. Going right behind him uh, at the 206, Ryan takes Rondale Moore. I think it's a similar bet. You know, Rondale Moore is a uh, you know, it's not necessarily situation that drops him. It's just the size. But when you're looking at the athletic profile of Rondell Moore, I mean, you you can find unique ways to utilize him. It's, of course, up to the Cardinals to figure out how. But Cliff's, Cliff Kingsbury, yes, I'd probably trust him a little bit more to, to get creative. Marcus, you're up at the 207. Who do you got? Yeah. I mean, I was shocked to see this guy here because he's my wide receiver six right now, and it's Terrace Marshall. I actually love the landing spot in Carolina for a couple different reasons. I think they're going to allow him to play in the slot, which is his best spot. Uh, he's reunited with Joe Brady. He's six foot three, two hundred and five pounds. Uh, he can win in the red zone. He can win after the catch. I think at this stage in the draft, it's it's just too good a value to pass up. It's also important to remember that. Uh, Robbie Anderson is on the last year of his contract in Carolina. I've got a feeling that they probably won't be able to sign him and DJ Moore. They're going to sign DJ Moore. So Terrace Marshall in 2022 is the wide receiver two in Carolina on what should be a pretty good offense. I'll take it. All right. Next up, this was one of, I think, the more surprising picks. Uh, we had Matt taking Ramondre Stevenson running back for the New England Patriots. I thought this was a little bit of a reach. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, like the talent, but hate the situation. We don't like starting Patriots running backs mm -hmm. in any situation, but now you've got, uh, obviously Damian Harris, you have Sony Michelle. We don't expect him to be there next season. Um, but there's just a lot of bodies. They re-signed or James White. I, I just think there's plenty of questions about what's going to uh, emerge in that offense that I don't, I'm not ready to bet on it quite yet. I would prefer, I actually, I think Khalil Herbert is a, in a more interesting okay. position there than Ramondre Stevenson. So if I was going to bet on a running back at that point, I probably would have gone that way, but I'm up next at the two Oh nine. I roll with Davis mills. Yeah. Smart and pick. this was, this was my uh, surprise pick of the draft. Uh, obviously drafted into the Houston Texans, interesting fit. Um, I, we saw Rich Eisen literally have a meltdown as soon as he was drafted to the Texans. He's 6'3", 217. Um, he's, he's basically the quarterback one, like yeah. out of the gate, unless he's obviously going to compete with uh, Tyrod Taylor for snaps, but I don't think there's any universe where whether or not Deshaun Watson is on the team, I don't think he's going to be playing in this coming season. Davis Mills is a guy that could literally start day one out of the gate. He's 
he's been highly touted. I'm I'm very surprised that he actually drafted as far or fell as far as he did to number 67. Um, he's an interesting prospect. He's not super flashy by any means. He's not like a big rusher. He's, he's fine. But when you're looking at the value of a quarterback, I'm going to take that positional value at the two Oh nine with a guy like Davis mills, but any day. I mean, I like picking Davis mills at two Oh nine over Mac Jones at one Oh eight all day, because in terms of talent level, they're not all that different. And in fact, Davis Mills might have an easier path to playing right away than Mac Jones because Mac Jones, we know that the Patriots love Cam Newton. I would not be surprising at all if Mills is on the field before Mac Jones. Interesting. At the 210, Ryan takes Amari Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers finally gets his his guy, his yeah. receiver. And now and he might be gone. Yeah. And now he's on his way out. But Amari Rodgers... Um, he's, he's definitely had some flashes. Marcus, you've had, uh, you, you have an interesting pick at the two eleven. I want to hear more about it. Yeah. I went with Pat Fryermuth, the tight end for the Steelers. Again, I don't absolutely love it, but when it's tight end premium and you're at the bottom of the second round, I think you can justify it. The ceiling is relatively low because he's not dynamic after the catch and he just doesn't add value that way. But as a catch and fall down kind of player, I do think he has some value. I think <laughs> he's, he's very Kyle Rudolph like. And while, again, that's not the most sexy thing in the world. If you get eight years of Kyle Rudolph production as a tight end, too, in a tight end premium league, it's really not all that bad of value. And if Ben Roethlisberger falls in love with him as a rookie, maybe you see him catch 50 or 60 passes. I don't hate it. I will say the only thing I worry about with Pat Fryermuth is just the diverse uh, number of options that the Steelers mm -hmm. have in that offense. Last but not least, we are going to close out the show with a 212. Matt takes Kenny Gainwell. Uh, I think Kenny Gainwell, we we know what he is. He's like one of the best receiving backs in this class. But I think the more interesting question is what does this do for Miles Sanders? It, that's probably part of, nothing, right? I mean, nothing. But part of the upside, part of the upside for Miles Sanders, and part of the reason he was drafted as highly as he was in many startups as a RB one is his receiving ability. You you have to believe that Kenny Gainwell is going to steal some snaps and he is going to steal some targets. Maybe it doesn't hurt him tremendously, but I do think it cuts off his edge a little bit. He's probably just going to fill the Boston Scott role, right? And I know that's a fairly valuable role because Boston Scott had 105 touches last year, but I don't think it's going to be enough to really damage Miles Sanders in any significant way. All right, that is our show for today. Everybody, let us know who are your favorite picks. We will post the results of this mock draft, and you guys can tell us who you liked, who you didn't, who reached, who didn't. We want to hear it all. Uh, please go ahead, hit that subscribe button, tune in to the Locked On Dynasty Twitter, at Locked On Dynasty. Again, I am your host, Kate. You can follow me on Twitter, at FFBallBlast. As always, I am joined by Marcus Mosier. You can follow him at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you guys on Monday.